Hi everyone and a happy new year. I wanted to recap my recent Forbes.com article on what the self-care consumer and mindful consumer trends mean for brands and how brands can help consumers help themselves. Poet Emily Dickinson once said, if you take care of the small things, the big things take care of themselves. This is indeed the approach consumers are utilizing in the battle against what the World Health Organization once dubbed the health epidemic of the 21st century. Recognizing the importance of mental wellness, consumers are coping with stress and anxiety in a myriad of ways, many times referred to as self-care and often referred to as hashtag self-care as we saw during the pandemic. Google searches for self-care have been experiencing a steady climb worldwide in the last five years, but they have reached an all-time high during the COVID-19 pandemic. In the past, when we talked about self-care, we talked about joy and escapism. And Right now, we are talking about a different kind of mindful practices in self-care. Now, mindful practices can include long baths and surprise boxes and total bliss. And it is, by the way, one of the strategies we are mapping in the mindful consumer journey. But we want to talk about how brands can build loyalty by helping consumers find mindfulness in their self-care, not necessarily through yoga or meditation or anything like that, but through other practices. So the first strategy is mindful rituals. I want to take a moment to explain how rituals are different from routines. So routines are something we do, we almost have a Pavlovian response to. For example, we take an Oreo and we open it, we lick and dunk. This is Pavlovian. This is not a ritual. We can call it a ritual as much as we want, but it's not a ritual. Ritual has some kind of attribute that is more metaphysical or experiential. And it's about how people can think that this means something or doesn't. It's very reflective. So that's actually the focus here. And indeed, consumers are adopting a strategy of mindfulness and they are redefining their day-to-day activities. Consumption opportunities, often hurried and requiring convenience for the multitasking, time-starved consumer can also become a chance for relaxation and assurance. So here, brands need to think, what are we doing that is redundant, that is a waste of time in the uh, researching, in the buying, in the consuming, whatever aspect it could be. It could be unwrapping anything that is just a waste of time. And where, on the other hand, can we prolong the experience? Where can we provide through the experience of shopping, buying, researching, etc., etc.? a moment of mindfulness, a moment of ritualization. Uh, And um, again, we want to create a reflective moment that assigns meaning. So one example is journaling. 
regularly writing down thoughts and goals, especially in the morning and prior to bedtime. And searches related to bullet journaling have experienced a breakout over the last five years, though the practice has been around for many, many years. The beauty industry highlights this polarization in stress reduction, as, by the way, does a lot of um, retail establishments. The rise of multifunctional products versus the adoption of beauty rituals, which is taking time to pamper, rejuvenate, is very evident in beauty. So take, for example, the jade roller, um, some kind of a quartz roller that you put on your face. And this is the best-selling beauty product on Sephora. And the Sephora website actually defines it as relaxing and de-stressing. So this moves beyond the functional attributes to somewhat metaphysical, experiential proposition. So brands can make any product more mindful by connecting into a ritual. Let's say um, I'll offer a notebook for journaling your morning thoughts as you sip your coffee or smoothie or uh, aromatherapy or functional add-on kit to give consumers a chance to reflect on how they're feeling right now and what they might be needing right now. So if I gave you a focus versus uh, energy versus relaxation versus feel-good um, add-on, such as uh, drops or powder or whatever, this could enable consumers to think what they're really in for right now. Um, similar to the decision you requested to make uh, or goal in the beginning of a yoga practice, for example. So um, Nespresso, the company, the coffee company and machine company that is made famous for offering quick and convenient cup of quality coffee, has seen young consumers opting for slow, mindful coffee moments with pour over, for example. And they have recently launched a response in the U.S., via a pour-over style carafe asking consumers to slow down and savor the moment. Rituals can also be found on a periodical basis. For example, we are now starting January with all of its Veganuary, Red January, um, and any other New Year resolution that prompts consumers to re-examine their lifestyle choices and reconsider making permanent changes. Brands can take part in these efforts. They can also create efforts that are periodical and they would offer a restart and a chance to rethink. Again, this is something consumers can be grateful for. So that was the first thing about reclaiming time and mindful rituals. The second strategy is mindful consumption. And we know that consumers are reconsidering what a good brand means for them. They are looking for purpose. Purpose helps us decrease stress. Altruism helps us feel better and be happier. This is backed by many, many researchers. So consumers are hoping brands will help them feel like they are better people. And they are considering the environment, society, farming practices, ethical issues, as well as their own health when they're making purchase decisions. Um, a study by IBM from the beginning of 2020 of nearly 19,000 consumers found that brand purpose is even more important to today's shoppers than cost and convenience. And according to Ingredients 
Consumer Analyst Group New York conference in February 2020, the mindful consumer sees plant-based nutrition as promoting long-term health as well as supporting sustainability and animal welfare. Plant-based, whether in personal care, in food and beverage, in design, in anything, really encompasses a lot of the mindful aspects because it's not just about one aspect of um, whether it's good or okay to eat or not eat um, kind of an, a kind of animal. You know, it could be uh, people are really differentiating between species, and this is, by the way, part of mindfulness, um, but they're also considering environment and ethical issues that have to do with how you grow the animal and the um, and and food waste and everything along those lines. Montelez, the snack company, the owner of Oreo, Cadbury, and many many other uh, snack brands, also demonstrates how permissible indulgence is a huge part of mindful choices. They promote mindful snacking because if you really are mindful to what you're snacking, you would enjoy it more, and so you can create more loyalty if you just ask consumers to notice what they're currently having. And Mondelez said that they will include mindfulness tips on all of their packaging worldwide by 2025. This includes minimize distractions, focus on smell and taste, notice the textures and everything. Consumers look to digital apps and wearables to help them make better choices and remind them to breathe and calm down. And indeed, we are seeing a surge in downloading of wellness apps and fitness apps, also food journaling and a lot of related apps. The leading health and fitness apps in the Google Play Store in the US um, in September 2020 was Calm, which is a meditation, sleep and relaxation app that had over 675,000 downloads in the Google Play Store in 2020, according to Statista. Or let's take the Apple Watch that has a built-in Breathe app, which causes some of the funniest Twitter uh, tweets, (laughs) by the way. And they help consumers to uh, relax and calm. So again, just uh, they have nothing to do with meditation, but they are just reminding people to breathe. Whoop, which is an athlete-oriented smart band, helps consumers track not only their training, but also their sleep and recovery. So this shifts the consumer's mind state, mindset from just hustling to not hustling, to relaxing, to recovering. And the app requires the consumer's regular feedback. They ask you to journal in the morning to gain insights into recovery data and understand the mental and physical consequences of a workout, of any choice that you made. Did you eat late? Um, Did you feel any stress? Um, Did you engage in any activity? And that helps consumers uh, reconsider what they're doing and how it affects their overall health. By the way, Peloton, which we will talk about again later, also launched uh, this year some um, meditations for sleep. 
So this is, again, part of understanding how recovery and sleep and relaxation and unhustling is important to your happiness and wellness. The third strategy, again, we talked about reclaiming time or mindful rituals, and then we talked about mindful consumption and reconsidering purpose. And now the third strategy we will discuss is family and friends. The need to belong to a family or community, which is a very deep uh, psychological need. It's amplified by the long periods of social distancing that we have incurred in 2020. And it's very important to people to feel connected to their um, community, to their family, to their friends. And that's why we saw social networks, online groups, video conferencing technology, uh, blooming during the pandemic and indeed marketing efforts were focused on the story of connecting to loved ones we saw it on Facebook portal and Amazon Alexa and be there even when you can't be there is a very important aspect of that discord it's a social platform that was initially built around gaming and has expanded to other shared interests uh, garnered 100 million monthly active users with people talking for upwards of four hours per day on the platform. And they say they're from, you know, they are intended from local hiking clubs to art communities to study groups. So really, they are enabling consumers to talk about whatever they want. They are the enablers of that connection. Consumer to consumer e-commerce is a growing part of this trend by reselling or creating, consumers are connecting to their peers through selling and shopping. And we see that, for example, in Poshmark, which just filed for IPO, um, Poshmark is enabling people to buy from other people. And on previous articles and presentations, I suggested to connect through the micro-influencer or creator to be a part of this trend because brands might be missing out on this huge long tail opportunity of the various platforms that are out there where um, consumers are connecting to each other through commerce. Flaviar is a spirit discovery club and it offers samples of tasting size whiskey bottles. When you gift someone Flaviar, you are also prompted to add a subscription for yourself for a lower price, thus making the brand a platform for connection between people. Because it's not about giving someone just whiskey, you're giving them the opportunity to taste it with you. Peloton, the fitness, uh, digital fitness company, um, which is an all of my uh, articles and presentations has community at its core. And I wrote an article about that, about the community being the secret sauce to Peloton earlier this year, I think in February. And I um, do discuss a lot of the community opportunity there. But during 2020, Peloton launched tags for people to discover like-minded fitness enthusiasts in many areas again they are not deciding for people what they should be connecting about they enable people to create these tags and then they enable other people to join said tags and they strongly encourage participation in cause-driven events whether virtually or physically 
That's creating a sense of belonging and shared purpose, which is very important for people to um, to really feel like they're bigger uh, part of something bigger and that they are bigger than you know their everyday life. The fourth strategy, which I'm not going to discuss here, but it is on my bigger presentation on the subject, is bliss, which is finding indulgence, fun. Just letting go. Uh, we saw, you know, all the trend of uh, taking longer showers and foam baths and at-home spa and surprising yourself with um, with a fashion kit or we have, you know, um, underwear kit or anything. Um, and there are so many examples for that. I'm not going to discuss them here. But they're very interesting, and that's the fourth strategy, bliss. So how can you support the mindful self-care consumer? Helping consumers in their journey to become healthier and happier provides a great opportunity for brands to create real value, be more helpful, and gain consumer loyalty at a time when consumers need help more than ever before. Brands should take a look at the product or service and ask, what are the things that get in consumers' way? And what are the things that the consumers would actually want to get in their way or in their head? I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. And tune in soon for the next episode. Have a wonderful 2021.